Right now, we're going to talk about a foreign agent influence registry. Now, advocates say this is the way to combat the impact of foreign influence in our democracy, that it would require individuals to declare their relationships with foreign governments, businesses. Now, the federal liberal government says it is considering such a registry because of the concerns of foreign influence in our elections. But there are also concerns about a registry too. So joining us now to talk about that is Dr. Jordan Stanger-Ross, who's an Associate Professor of History and Project Director of Landscapes of Injustice at the University of Victoria. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, so what, what, do you, what goes through your mind when you think about the idea of a, a foreign agent registry in Canada? Well, I've been working for uh, the last 10 years on the history of the 1940s in Canada and uh, the registration uprooting, internment, dispossession, and exile of Japanese Canadians. And when I first saw in early March news of the registry, and then as I've observed political pressure on the Liberals to uh, introduce such a registry in Canada, for me, there was um, at least concern that uh, such a mechanism could lead us down a path that um, is, is too reminiscent for me of, of 1940s Canada. In what way? What do you mean? I think the the core um, mistake of the 1940s was to misdirect concern about foreign conflict, genuine concern about a country with which we were at war, um, to misdirect that concern toward Canadians. And in reading the information circulated uh, by the um, Ministry of Public Safety about this uh, potential register, I see a similar um, move to 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 target Canadians in a misdirection of um, of concern about a foreign um, a foreign power. And of course, there's in both cases a community in Canada, Japanese Canadians and uh, Chinese Canadians in, in uh, the present case, um, long-standing multi-generational communities that I fear uh, in the 1940s did and that I fear in the, in the present or future could um, suffer as a result of those uh, misdirections of policy. Okay, so what is the difference then, uh, Dr. Stanger-Ross, between that idea and say what they're doing in other countries like Australia, where they do have a registry such as this. And there's been some concern that that registry has helped to stoke uh, anti-Chinese uh, Australian sentiment in Australia. Let's remember that the 1940s was also a time when Australia registered, interned and exiled Japanese Australians. The 1940s was a time when the United States did the same. So looking around at allied countries and saying, well, they're doing the same thing isn't sufficient, I don't think, to justify a policy or to allay concerns about it. I mean, that that exactly perhaps the mistake of the 1940s um, in some ways was to follow um, uh, an international um, um, policy trend among our uh, allies to the detriment of Canadians. So let's have a careful look at the at the proposals themselves in Canada, rather than um, merely looking around and saying, oh, well, there's a registry in Australia, there's a registry in the United States, what's actually being proposed. And in the materials that are circulated for public consultation, the example of malign influence is an academic who has a conversation 
with a foreign principle, which is a concept that's very vaguely um, defined, and then expresses views that are deemed to be supportive of enemy interests or foreign interests. Um, that notion that a conversation with someone who is deemed to represent foreign interests could then mean that a Canadian's views on the topic publicly expressed or expressed in an op-ed or on a radio show like this, that those views could be criminally culpable. Uh, that's very concerning to me and doesn't seem to get at the issues that Canadians are concerned about. Okay, but is that what the registry is saying, though? The registry isn't necessarily saying that it would make those actions criminal. Well, you should read the, you and other people should read the information being circulated by our um, Ministry of Public Safety. They have a public consultation site and they have, it's a little bit, a little bit hard to find uh, all the, the explanations of the registry, but they have precisely that is described. The example I've just used is the only example uh, used to describe what malign influence might mean, and it could result in criminal charges and fines. And the nature of the relationship that would have to give rise to those charges is very unclear. It could be an instance where the Canadian in question has received no benefit uh, from, from the foreign principle. They even suggest in those materials that the uh, Canadian need not yet have expressed those views. They might merely intend right. to express those views. So these, these um, materials, which I think is the best information we have about what the government is contemplating here, um, should be of real concern to us. Okay, so is that the key then, do you think, that obviously, you know, the, maybe perhaps the general public has one vision of it, but the actual nitty-gritty of what is being proposed here is something that goes beyond that. So is it all about how this is written and what we actually plan to do with it? I think that starting down a path that would target Canadians and people in Canada probably won't answer um, won't answer the 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 challenges that we face. And I expect that, you know, um, unfortunately, our sense of conflict or indeed our conflict and international tensions with China are likely to worsen and, uh, you know, over the coming years rather than, you know, rapidly improve. So I think starting down a route of um, policy that takes aim at Canadians for views they might have or views they might express, or supposed relationships they have. Um, I think that's just not the direction. So I think it's it's the nitty gritty, but it's also just that 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 kind of targeting of the policy is there. There must be some ways, and I'm not expert in this, of um, aiming those policies directly at China or at or directly at government agents who contribute to campaigns or, you know, the, the, you know, the, the targeting Canadians for having relationships with or views that are sympathetic to foreign principles or foreign interests, whatever those uh, terms are meant to mean. I just think, and asking Canadians to register those arrangements or relationships that we might have with people who live outside of Canada um, I think that whole direction of policy is misguided. Right, because you're talking about having a relationship, but where is the proof that something has actually been done that is wrong? Sure, and even if I have a relationship um, with a um, with a, a foreign official, let's say, and 
many academics and many Canadians, of course, have relationships. You know, students come from abroad and and so on, and journalists work with people abroad, um, and we may we may share views with with those people. We may we may in fact be sympathetic to the interests of a foreign country. None of that should be at all within the scope. I don't think of criminal um, concern. Right. What and is though? So, like, I guess uh, I wonder then what what is the way to do this that would allay some Canadians' concerns? Well, that I don't know. I don't know. You know, that's beyond my scope of expertise. But when you float a registry of this kind, that's so reminiscent of those. Um, you know, there was this concern in the 1940s to register and to keep track of people in Canada, Canadians, many of them having lived in Canada for generations, been born in Canada, who supposedly represented the interests of Japan. Um, and, um, and that, that impulse in policy was profoundly misguided and led to some of the, 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 um, you know, worst, uh, uh, mistakes of Canadian policy and legal history in my view. And so, um, I don't know how you conduct, um, international conflict with China, if that's what our government is doing. Um, but I do, but what I do know is, uh, or at least I think I know, is that we oughtn't start replicating the kinds of approaches um, that we exercised in the 1940s, which, um, you know, again, was a, was a context of very real and uh, serious international uh, conflict in which a racialized community in Canada suffered the brunt of policies that were aimed at, uh, in part, kind of weeding out the prospect of of Japanese influence in Canada. And that didn't make a single Canadian safer, uh, didn't help us win the war, um, you know, was completely misdirected. So if you ask me, how should Canada have better conducted the war in, you know, in the Pacific, I don't know that much about military <laughs> tactics in the 1940s either. But I do know a fair bit about the policies that were directed at Canadians in the 1940s. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time on that this morning. Okay, thank you. That was a really interesting discussion. Dr. Jordan Sanger Ross is an associate professor of history and project director of landscapes of injustice at the University of Victoria, talking about this proposed foreign influence transparency registry. If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com.